Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 14. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. Very, very familiar portion of Scripture here where Christ is really addressing believers. And there, there is a separation between believers and non-believers. Just see my old buddy Dan. Dan, there's... There's a, there's a separation, isn't there? We've been serving God together for a long time now. And the truth is we've watched some that have walked away and some that have stayed true. Thankfully, we've watched some walk away and then walk back because he is a loving father that keeps his arms open, just like Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son. He does. He, he watches for the son. But there is without doubt a true Separation between believers and non-believers, followers and those who choose not to follow. Let's look at this address, familiar portion of Scripture here. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Very important there. All that are in the house. I understand that some people do not believe there is a necessity for gathering, but I believe there is a necessity for gathering. I believe that the church should come together I don't think, Brother Sleva, we should have any services that are expendable. Well, I go Sunday morning, but not Sunday night. Well, we're after you for Sunday night. I'm a Sunday night person, but I don't really do Bible study. Guess what? <laughs> we're after you. I don't know if you should be that obvious. I want to be very obvious about it. I think that when we get together in the house there is a greater likelihood that we can have clear exposure to the light. Mm. I, I love that we study the word together, but there's something powerful, Brother Healy, about when we come together. Why do we have Sunday school and family ministries here at the church? We want a safe place to bring our family so that at every age, at every level, at every area of comprehension, we can come together and we can learn about who, first and foremost, Jesus Christ, right? We don't, we don't have Sunday school classes and all these precious teachers, so many of you represented here tonight. We don't have that simply so that they can go there and have a time of arts and crafts. Although we're glad you take them. 
we're glad you go and allow them to color and draw and paint. But at the end of the day, if we're not teaching every age level how to draw closer to Jesus Christ, then we are woefully short of our overall objective. Brother Womble, it doesn't matter what we try to do. If our main objective is not, we must draw closer to Jesus Christ. We got to love him with all of our heart. And then the second command, like the same, to love our neighbor. We understand that this church preaches that this church teaches that it's woven into everything that we are reaching, connecting, discipling. So what does verse 16 say? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven, that they may see whose good works, your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. I believe. So very much that we should be a church worth bragging on. Oh, I, that sounds a little proud to me. Well, please feel my spirit. Hear my heartbeat right now. I think we should be a group of individuals that, that others that encounter us should have something good to say about us. Sister Kilman, I believe that. I really do. I, I I, I, think that, I think that people should walk out. And I, went to, I went to visit, and I don't want to, I, I can't always make house calls. I can't always be there. Elder Kilman, I, I got to go over and see him here this last year, and he hadn't been doing good for a long time, and I was, I was missing listening to him in service, really. And uh, those of you that sit over here, you know what I'm talking about. And I was missing my buddy, and, and I went to, I went to see him. Brother Lopez, you went with me. We went over there. We're going to see him. But as we walked in the door, they started handing us cookies and ice cream. We didn't know that was what we were going for. Let me just say it like this. I've been back. Yes, I did. I left that house with cookies. We were walking to the truck. He was like a kid in a candy shop. Don't You know you were just walking out this little baggie. We had good stuff to say, didn't we? We got in the truck like, that was pretty great. I went to pray for them. I feel better about it. Something good to say. I hope that when people leave our house, they have good. Have you ever went to someone's house that when you left, you didn't have a lot of? <laughs> Don't look around. It's a bad time to look around. Don't make <laughs> eye contact with anybody. I think we've all been there before where we showed up to someone's house and we, you know, they kind of look like a tidy person. Anyway, I don't want to go too far into that, but I hope that when people leave this house, they're able to say, I felt something there. And I want to tell you, in case you don't know, I think that that's what most people are saying. I think most people are walking away and saying, I felt love there. I felt joy there. I felt peace there. I, I, I felt the presence of God there. I think that's what people are saying. But I think it's supposed to not give glory to us. But it's supposed to be done that it would give glory 
does anybody but me? I know you do. Don't you want him to get glory from your life? I mean, really, think about that. How deep, Brother Titus, really, really is that? When you dive in, that something about my lifestyle can bring God glory. How incredible is that, really? To think that, that something about an encounter with me makes someone feel closer to God. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no higher calling. Brother means the thought that somebody who walks in this, in this building and encounters, and it's just a handshake and a smile. Maybe it's a, a funny word, or maybe it's, a, maybe it's a timely place in conversation. But if they walk out of here, and they're able to feel like they belong somewhere, how many know that everybody should feel like they belong in this house? In this house. said, we don't take that candle and light it and then put it under a bushel. Oh, I've never had one of these when I've talked about this. Uh, oh, she even got me a lot. <laughs> Thank you very much. Remember that whole song when you were a kid? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it. That was good. You know the one I love? Don't let Satan. Glad we're replacing that. <laughs> somebody said, somebody said, why don't we let the candles burn a long time? Somebody told me that. I said, calm down. Don't let Satan it out. He said, he said, men don't take that candle and they put it under a bushel. They don't take that and intentionally light it only to intentionally hide it. Don't be scared. I just put a little bit below here and they all gasped. But what's the point of once it's lit is to keep it. But let me talk to some people who have been living for him for just a while. Brother Gray. I found it's not always easy to keep it lit. Brother Clark, I have found that there's a lot of turbulence and a lot of resistance in this world that makes this easier to say than to do. Bring the lights down a little bit for me and help me out right now. The reality of this place is the darker the environment becomes, the dimmer that it begins to come. Brother Turner, the more visible that I will be. It's just true. We understand that. Brother Turner, maybe, maybe you've never encountered this like me, although I, I don't believe it's true. There have been a lot of times where being a clear example and being an extension of his light Brother Ben, it was sure a lot easier to say than it was to do. I know this has never happened to anybody else in this room, only those special people that I talk to from time to time. But every now and then there'll be an attack against your marriage that wants to. 
Young people, I know probably none of you, but every now and then there'll be somebody in your school or somebody at your, uh, in your home or somebody you encounter that really the greatest thing for them would be for your candle to go out so they could justify their own life. Brother Turner, faithful missionary all these years. You ever had any times when the enemy tried to put Sister Turner? Come on, he has, hasn't he? You've had to keep him going all this time. Brother Brown, you've been a professor all these years. I bet there's been plenty of times. I bet this has never happened. Have you ever got frustrated with a student? Yeah. <laughs> Get that picture. That's a good picture right there. But you've had situations that came along that you didn't want to come along. I can remember just being a Bible college student myself when my dad got so sick. I'll never forget I was trying to work at a camp when, when they called me on the phone, screamed across the ball field, your dad's dying, you better come now. <laughs> it's a miracle he's even still alive, but I'm going to tell you right now, Brother Long, that was a tough day. I remember sitting in a room alone with God and asking God, if you really called me to ministry, why would my family deal with stuff like this? You know what I've come to learn? Life's life. Sickness happens, Brother East. It just occurs. Me keeping this thing burning has nothing to do, Brother Brown, with the turbulence. Has nothing to do with good days or bad days. It has everything to do with me getting up every morning and saying, I've got to choose who I am today. My God have mercy. Did 2020 not teach us that? Did the loss of 2021 not teach us that? Have those, we've, have those that we've had to bury not taught us? I've got to make a, I've got to make a resolute determination. Brother Faulkner, I bet there have been some days this was a better, this was a good idea. Letting your light shine before the world. But it's not always easy to do. Who'd raise your hand and be honest with me right now? This right here, living for God, being a light for all to see. Sometimes you can't even be a light for your family to see. Oh, am I being too real right here, right now? Come on, brother. Trey. No, there's sometimes, I bet you're always nice. Scoot over. You lie, you fry. I'm a, probably should sit next to her. Tell, you ever have days you don't feel nice? Does he ever? Just don't listen. Does he? There's, we just have days, don't we? You ever, have times when, ever have times when you witness to somebody? I don't know anybody that loves souls any more than you. But when people let you down, but what do you got to do? Brother Trainer, we just got to. We just got to get up. We just got to make sure that it's lit. Because ladies and gentlemen, we have the highest calling in the world. That's to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. That's our job. It is our goal. It is the most. Whether you have a good day or not, make sure you reflect him. Whether you're happy or not, make sure you reflect him. What's, what's the point of this? Candlelight, what's the point of it? It's, it's a basic, simple illustration. Some of you have done it for years or for decades. Some of us have done it for generations, and some think it's silly, and some think it's great. Some of you love this concept. Some of you don't. Here's all it is. It's a walking illustration to remind us 
when I feel like it and when I don't. I must. I must. Man, I feel that. Brother Staten, I must. I must keep this, keep this light burning so that people can find me. So that people can know he's alive. He's real. I know there's a lot of darkness, but I want you to hear me. There's a lot of good things too. I understand there's a lot of tragedy out there, but there's still a church. One of the most recent studies of North American churches have shown that the churches, while so many churches have shut down, churches in North America that are growing by leaps and bounds are conservative churches that know who they are and what they believe. I've, when I saw that, I felt like throwing this up real high and saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Why don't you compromise? Have you ever tried to start a, a, a fire in a wet woods? Went camping one time with a group of people. Every piece of wood that we gathered. I wanted one of those logs from Walmart, you know. that Camping is fun until it's not. Men's retreat, I stayed in the cabin. Anyway. We had a funny... Funny situation here happened during the Thanksgiving holiday, and I'll tell this, and then we're going to light everybody's candle, but um, <laughs> my wife, my sweet wife, who didn't know I was going to tell this story, um, she said, hey, babe, turn the fire on. We have a gas fireplace. Does anyone have a gas fireplace? We had a log fireplace. Drew, we used to have this log fireplace. It was awesome. In fact, I've talked to you about your gas fire. Oh, I did. I got fireplace envy. God, forgive me. Take it out of my heart. We got this gas fireplace, Brother Honeycutt, and, and everyone was over, right? Everybody's over at Thanksgiving. We have family. We have friends. And they said, they said, turn, turn the fire on. My wife did. And the, the people said, yeah, that'd be great. So we're going to sit around. We're going to drink coffee. Too late. It's too late to drink coffee, but we're going to do it. We're going to sit around the fire. So I turn the gas on, I turn the switch, I get it going, and the pot, it lights a little bit. And I keep thinking, it's going to get higher. Mm. The candle I'm holding puts out more flame than our entire fireplace. This is not a joke, babe. Is this accurate? It's pathetically accurate. One of the people at my house, do you have that deal? While I am, I'm like in torment about how pitiful it looks, you know. We have, she keeps saying, I miss our real fireplace. Like, I know, I've let you down. Fantastic. I've let you down. Any husbands ever feel that way? Come on. All of a sudden, one of my friends get up. I asked John if he could get this. My fireplace is here. It's showing nothing. One of my friends comes up next to my fireplace on the mantle and puts this app. And says, I wanted us to have a real fire. We're not friends anymore, but it was good while it lasted. So yeah, I've got to go in 2022 and have a, a fireplace fixed. I understand that. I've got, I've got work to do. 
But if you'll allow me this little illustration, I don't want to have that and say we've got the real thing. I don't want to have fake church. I want real healings, real deliverance, real miracles, real signs, real wonders. Ladies and gentlemen, there is not an app for what we can experience in this church. There is no, there is no fake substitute for the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm trying not to, but boy, I feel like preaching right now. There is, there is no fake substitute for being Pentecostal. But please hear me. We talk a lot about Pentecostal in the experience. But a big part of being Pentecostal is what you carry with you when you go. Stand with me, if you will, in this room. Grab your candle. Young adults, come help us. As they begin to come to the end and light those and you turn and light candles one for another. But Lopez, come join me. But Lopez, we have a unique responsibility here. Leading these people, leading this city. We cannot settle for substitutes of who we're supposed to be. We can't manufacture something else and call it apostolic, call it Pentecostal. It's got to be right. It's got to be biblical. First Peter chapter two, verse nine says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, Oh, but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which, flo which war against the soul. You know what he said? Be the church. Be the obvious person that can be found when others cannot be. Here's one thing I'm convinced about in 2022. People are coming looking for the church. 
not just in this building. They're going to look you up in the grocery store. They're going to look for you on the job site. Yeah, they're going to look for us in the church, but they're going to look for you at school. They are. Teachers, whether you teach at CCS, whether you teach at another public school, hear me right now. They're looking for you. Man, I feel such a witness of the Holy Ghost right now. I want you to lift that candle. It's simply illustrative and symbolic right now. But if you feel comfortable, I want you to lift the other hand with it. And as they begin to sing, I want us to sing together, but I want us to consecrate that we are here to worship you, Lord. I'm to bow. Here I am to say, You're all together. Yes, Lord. You're wonderful. Come on, sing it again. Here I am. that part I'll never know I'll never how much it costs to see my sin I'll never know how much it to see my sin Tell him I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin. I'll never how much it
One more time. One more time. of walking into a new year. Would you say a prayer with me? I'm going to pray this very specific. I'm going to ask you to pray this very specific. God, would you trust me enough to lead me to someone that maybe I can really, I can really share you with? That I really can be a witness and example that's what this is about, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that we walk into a new year with clarity. Yes, that we walk into a new year with vision. But we've got to walk into a new year with purpose. Would you pray with me, Lord? There's men and women all over our communities. Maybe we'll encounter them at work. Maybe we will encounter them at our school, maybe we will encounter them as we're walking near our residence. Maybe we'll be at the city park. Maybe maybe we'll be in a restaurant after Sunday service. I, I, I know, oh God, that you are able to set up divine moments. You're able to set up interaction and when the chance comes, May it be clear for men and women to know that you're alive and you're well. Oh, would you lift your voices all over this place? Let's begin to praise the Lord as we ask Him.